0: Hello, friends. You have now entered the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Brought to you by Hyvee and Toys and Ford. I am your host, Dan Casper. Housekeeping updates again as usual. Don't forget, be a friend, tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. And don't forget to, you know, send me a little question, send me some analysis, send me your thoughts and comments via Twitter at D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R, Facebook.com slash Casper Sports, Instagram. On Threads now too at Dan Casper Sports, so all that good stuff. Or you got that voice message that uh, you can leave. You don't have to dial a number. The link is right in the podcast description. On this episode of the podcast, we're just going to get right into it right away. We're going to talk a little a little football since we are two weeks away from the first open practice, first training camp practice for the Green Bay Packers. I know guys are reporting at different dates and. I think rookies and quarterbacks report, uh, is it the 20th? So they're already going over there. Is it uh, next week, a week from tomorrow and such? So uh, they'll be there a little bit earlier. I think everybody else reports by the 25th. But uh, the first practice coming up two weeks from today. And I threw out there, what are your storylines? What are your topics? or Not topics, but uh, what are the things that you're going to be paying attention to when it comes to training camp for the Green and Gold, and we know everybody is going to Jordan Love's is going to be on that list. So let's let's already move on from Jordan. Love. Jordan Love's on on everybody's list. All right, he's on my list. I, I started off with the idea of just doing a top three, but it, I couldn't narrow it down. So it went to a five, and I couldn't narrow it down. So it went to a ten, and I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to add more to this. The you know if looking at some of your responses and such. But okay, Jordan Love, side seal delivered. Moving on. What's next? Well. I don't know how much we will actually see this in training camp, and I don't know how much we will see this come preseason games. I I highly kind of doubt it. Maybe a little bit of a glimpse here or there, but all this talk about how the offense is going to look different, new look, more of a Matt LaFleur style offense, that's something I'm going to be watching for in training camp. That's something I'm going to be watching for in preseason games. But let's be real, we're probably not going to see it because everybody is so secretive. Everybody's like, okay, we're not going to put everything out there until the regular season opens. Those are that stuff. The installations are going to be behind closed doors, going to be behind, you know, not open practices, all that sort of stuff. So I'm curious about it. I'll be watching for it to see if something kind of pops up, and maybe we'll see a couple different things here and there. But I would be shocked, would be shocked if we see something completely different and essentially Green Bay and Matt LaFleur unloading the entire offensive playbook when it comes to training camp practices in the three preseason games. So it's on my list just because I guess never say never, you might get a little bit of a glimpse of it here or there, but in all likelihood, we ain't going to see anything until week one against Chicago. And, you know, the first few weeks of the season. So it's on my list, but again, I'm not expecting to see a whole lot there. Uh, Next up on my list is the two-headed running machine of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, heading into this training camp, I want to see an A.J. Dillon resurgence maybe a little bit. I want to see him looking fresh. I want to see him looking fast, hitting the holes uh, quickly. Again, how much work are these starters going to get in like preseason games? I would imagine AJ, a guy like A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones probably not going to be playing in preseason. But I just want to see A.J. Dillon looking healthy, looking fresh, looking ready to go for the, opening, uh, for, for the opener and for this season because he is heading into a contract here. We all know A.J. Dillon wants to stay in Wisconsin. For crying out loud, he's the mayor of Door County. But if he wants to stay with the Packers and he wants to make some coin with the packers. This is a this is a big year for AJ Dillon. I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities within the running game this year. And and I put Aaron Jones on here too because we always talk about the wall when it comes to a running back. And we can tell when a run, when a running back hits that wall. We know the shelf life on running backs they're not long, right? They're not long. Now, I'm not saying Aaron Jones is going to do that, but Aaron Jones, one, two, three, four, five, six, heading into his seventh year for for a running back. Last year was the second highest, second highest in his career in terms of how many rushing attempts he had. He had 213. The only year that uh, he had more rushing attempts was in 2019 when he had 236. When do you, you know, I I hope Aaron Jones, and I'm not saying he's going to, but you know, you kind of start to once you get past year five, year six, or or whatever, you kind of like okay, do you start to pay attention a little bit to that to that to that wall? And I think what Matt Lafleur and what the Packers have done has been a very good job of rotating these guys so they've stayed healthy. They don't have as much wear and tear as some of those running backs who have the short life who have that short shelf life. They've done a good job of keeping it kind of balanced here or there. And how many times the last couple of years we've talked about Aaron Jones with his rushing yards and compare it to attempts and comparing it you know, to, to league leaders. He's near the top in terms of like yards per carry. So his yards versus his attempts is one of the best splits in the NFL. He's very effective at running the football and not having a ton of attempts and a ton of wear or tear on him. But entering this year, and maybe a final year for for Green Bay, I want to see, kind of like A.J. Dillon, I want to see Aaron Jones still looking like Aaron Jones. Dude looked like he was even quicker last year, more decisive, hitting the hole, hitting it quick. This offense is going to be heavily relied on both these guys, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers last year said, hey, we got to find ways to get the ball to 33 and 28 more times than not at the beginning part of the season. And I think that's going to be the case again this year, maybe even more so. Maybe even more so just a little bit. But I want to see Aaron Jones still looking like good old, reliable, quick Aaron Jones. Okay. Uh, Let's just stick with the – I don't really have him ranked in like 1 through 10, so I'll just stick with the offense since we've been kind of – Uh, Talking about them here. How about the offensive line? We know Bakhtiari. We know Elton Jenkins. Sure looks like it's going to be Myers, although there was a lot of talk in the offseason, even towards the end of last year. Could Zach Tom battle Myers for a starting center? And maybe there's still going to be a battle when it comes to preseason and, and training camp. But I think a lot of that is going to start, like, maybe at the center, but mostly on the right side. We know left tackle, we know left guard, sign sealed, delivered. Pretty confident in guard, or in, in center. So now you've got Zach Tom, Yash Nyman, maybe battling it out for the starting right tackle spot. If Yash beats out Zach Tom, does Zach Tom just immediately go to the right guard spot? Is that still you know John Runyon? Can Royce Newman do anything? They tried Hansen out last year. I know we got Sean Ryan, who was a third-round pick last year, but we barely saw him, and then you know, I think he's done serving his suspension. I'll have to double-check. But looking at that offensive line, we know the left side. How is this right side going to play out? Is Zach Tom going to be that starting right tackle? Can Yash earn that job, win that job? Is Yash going to be that backup swing tackle for everybody out there, or for, for the left side and the right side? So looking at that offensive line, and and even I'll, I'll still say center, even though it looks like it's going to be Myers, looking at that center center spot with Myers, could Zach Tom squeak in there? We'll see. But offensive line is going to be, I think there's at least one job, possibly even two jobs available for this preseason, for this training camp for, for Green Bay. So offensive line. Um, Second-year wide receiver growth. Christian Watson, we didn't see a whole lot last year in training camp preseason. Finally got to see him really emerge halfway through the season, back into the season. That Dallas game was the turning point for Christian Watson last year. Can he be healthy at the beginning of this year, be healthy throughout training camp and preseason and make an immediate impact right away? It's him and Romeo Dobbs as the veterans in that room right now with the wide receiver group. And we've always heard this phrase of a sophomore slump, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Green Bay, if they, have, if they have playoff aspirations, which I'm sure if you ask every single person within that team and within that organization, do you have playoff aspirations, they're going to look at you and say, don't talk to me anymore. Of course they do. But they ain't going to go anywhere if Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are going to hit that sophomore wall or have that sophomore slump. They can't afford to have it this year. They're the rookies. They are the leaders in that room. So I want to see second-year wide receiver growth, and even uh, Torrey too. Add Torrey to that uh, to that duo to make it a trio. Smarty Torrey. Have to see the growth. Might not be fair for to, to, to for two for a second-year guy to ask for that much growth right away. But come on. Other guys have done it. Jefferson, Chase. I want to see growth. I want to see these guys. I want to see Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson be like, one, stay healthy, but two, like, all right, that's a a duo that's going to be around here for a while. That's that's our one-two duo that's going to be around for a while. And then Samari Torre, can he maybe make a claim for being in that top three, top four group? No, we got Reed, rookie wide receiver going to make a push for being a starting slot receiver but can Torre hold him off? Can he be a part of this group? This is an incredibly young group and they're going to be asked to do a lot this year. And kind of feeding off that too, I've got tight ends on this group. Tight ends including Josiah DeGuara. I I, I think Josiah DeGuara is going to have a bigger role within this offense now. I know i talked about it a few weeks ago, but I think Josiah DeGuara is going to be a nice little safety valve for Jordan Love. Whenever we have seen Jordan Love on the field, Josiah DeGuara's had a few catches here and there, which makes sense because when a backup quarterback comes in, who is he probably going to target right away? Guy he's comfortable with, guy he probably practices a lot with. That was Josiah DeGuara, but we're talking tucker we're talking luke musgrave all those guys those those young tight ends those two rookie tight ends they're going to be asked to to get a lot of playing time right away and to contribute right away let's see how they. this is going to be our first glimpse of these two rookie tight ends in person unless maybe some of you were at minicamp and and got to see in person maybe you follow them in college and that. But we've heard you know, Elton Jenkins a couple of weeks ago talk about the speed that impressed him about Luke Musgrave. Big guy speed. This is going to be our first glimpse. And and really again it kind of goes back to the, to the new look offense. We're not, I don't think, going to get a very good idea of how this offense is going to incorporate those two tight ends. I think we're all kind of assuming that we're going to see maybe some more two tight end sets with these two rookies on there. So we might not get a great gauge of that coming up in preseason and training camp. But just to get a glimpse of how these two guys look, I want to see the speed. I want to see the athleticism come from these guys. Because these two rookies, these two rookie tight ends, they better be ready to go and hit that ground running right away. This is why training camp is going to be very important for them. And this preseason is going to be very important for them. They got to stay healthy. They got to get the reps, just like some of those uh, second-year wide receivers or even read the rookie wide receiver. Got to stay healthy. Got to get the reps. They don't have the luxury of, you know, having a, a an already legit number one or a veteran that can go in there and and take some snaps and play that position. A lot the the rookies or the tight ends and the wide receivers they don't have that luxury. They don't. Deguire is more of an H back role. I'm sure he can, you know, he's filled in a little bit here with the tight end. But Musgrave and Craft, they have to get in there and play tight end. So they need the experience. They need the reps. They need the practice reps. They gotta stay healthy in training camp to get those reps. You can't miss a lot of time because they're going to be hitting the ground running as soon as week one opens up. Let's go. Over, let's cover some defensive stuff now. And again, kind of like I know everybody's going to be looking at Joe Barry, and we ain't going to see anything from training camp and preseason games. We're 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 not going to see that. How many? Times, I mean preseason they they don't scheme it, you know that they, they don't do any of that. So I I don't have Joe Barry on my list just because it's we're just focusing on training camp and preseason, but defensively if we're talking about like certain positions uh secondary on there and i'm more focused on the safeties darnell savage and then who is it four because he was getting the one reps with with the majority of the, of the defense and and their offseason workouts can owens the new guy coming from houston can he make a run at it is it somebody else is it one of the rookies? Can they make a play for that starting safety spot? I think I think jobs are open when it comes to that safety spot. Savage is probably a lock to get number one. But I think it's kind of up in the air after that, too. Who's going to run away with that safety spot? And if we stay with the secondary, the health status of one Eric Stokes – are we going to see him at all in training camp? Are we going to see him at all, you know, preseason games? Suffering that lower leg injury last year. Is he going to be ready to go? If not, then it's Keyshawn Nixon time at uh, at slot. And even it still sounds like Keyshawn Nixon is going to be that nickel corner. So, you know, if Eric Stokes is healthy, but they want to give Keyshawn Nixon that shot to be the nickel corner, how does that depth look? I mean, you can put a dime package out there and have four corners. But the main thing too for for me for the cornerback position is gonna be the health of Eric Stokes. Defensive line. How's that rotation gonna look? What's the what's the number one unit gonna be? Kenny Clark's one. Then I'm a you know, Wyatt. Talk about sophomore slumps. Guy barely played last year. He's gotta take an immediate jump this year. I wanna see him with that one unit. I wanna see him making some plays, and I wanna see him in the backfield. In practice in training camp, stuffing the run, putting pressure on the quarterback. Then who's the next guy out there? Is it Slayton. This defensive line has to be better. It has to be more consistent. They gotta be better stopping the dang run. They gotta be collapsing the pocket. You got two first round picks on there. Let's get it done with Kenny Clark and Wyatt. I wanna see this group being active. I wanna see this group wrecking the offensive line constantly in the backfield. And to feed off that, the edge rushers. We don't know Rashawn Gary's health. Is he going to be ready to go when camp opens? I don't know. So this is an opportunity for Lucas Van Ness to get some valuable reps in practice with the ones. If Rashawn is going to be missing any time, kind of like what we were saying with the rookie tight ends, Van Ness has to be out there logging in those reps, logging in those snaps. And if he is out there, I'm curious to see how he looks. What's his role going to be? And even, and again, this one, I don't know if we would actually see it in training camp because everything is so secretive. Say Rashawn Gary is ready to go. He's cleared. I want to see Lucas Van Ness, Preston Smith, and Rashawn Gary on the field at the same time. What does that look like? Will it look like similar to what Zadarius Smith, when he was there, Zedarius lined up over the middle, and went up the middle? I would... Yeah, who who would that guy be at that point? Would that be maybe Rashawn Gary? Would it be Preston? Would it be Van Ness? They're a little bit bigger than Zedarius. But I wanna see at some point in the season, if they're all healthy, you gotta put your best players out on the field. And if you gotta get after that quarterback, put your best pass rushers out there. Finally Last but not least, and again, I could add a few more. I thought of a few more as I was talking, but I'll stick it with 10. Kicking. No Mason Crosby for the first time in what seems like forever. Last year it was an interesting training camp because Mason was recovering from knee surgery. So, you know, we had different kickers in, yet, you know, Mason didn't kick at all in in preseason. Opened up week one as, as the starter. So far... Not the case right now. From all indications, it's going to be Mr. Carlson, their rookie that they drafted from Auburn. This is going to be our first glimpse of him. I know that uh, we're probably a little bit worried about him. I mean, when you look at uh, Carlson's collegiate stats, Anders Carlson's collegiate stats, it doesn't really jump out at you. Especially, was it uh, the 40 to 49 yard? Yeah, he hit just 70.6% of his field goals, uh, including 50% beyond 40 yards. All for 4 on kicks from beyond the 50. Those numbers don't really breed a whole lot of confidence. And now, I mean, he played at Auburn, and now you're going to be going up to to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and playing in some elements and some wind and and some cold weather. But I want to see how this kicking thing goes. I want to see if it's going to be an up and down season with it. If it's going to be, you know, holding your breath sort of thing. I I, I don't know what in the world to expect with Anders Carlson being the new kicker for Green Bay, and maybe and maybe. If it doesn't go well in preseason training camp, they can bring back Mason or another veteran to to bring in there. Maybe. But from all indications, they're going to give Carlson every opportunity to be that guy. They drafted him. He's already got the job. But, I mean, if he struggles throughout training camp, if he struggles throughout training camp and struggles in preseason games, can you go into week one with him as as your kicker? Can you do that? And when you factor in, okay, a little bit of unknown surrounding the offense, there might be times where, you know what, those fourth and twos that you were going with with Aaron Rodgers, you might be trying to attempt field goals instead with with Jordan Love, at quarterback, just until maybe you get a little bit more confidence in him. There might be more field goal attempts than going for it on fourth and two this year for Green Bay. You better trust your kicker be able to come away with points games might be a little bit closer this year you better trust your kicker that he can go out there and hit it from 42 or he can hit an extra point point. one point might make the might make a lot of difference this year with this team so I'll I tell you one thing that's really got me nervous this year is is the kicking I don't know what to expect from this rookie collegiate numbers don't look the best as the numbers from last year don't look the best but you know we'll we'll see We'll see what Rich Pasaccio, if he's got any more magic that he can that he can kind of use on their kicking game. Those are just some of the uh, storylines that I'll be watching in training camp. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. A couple of quick reminders for you. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can leave us a voice message, whether it's a comment, analysis, or a question for a question and answer segment, just get that link in the podcast description. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast and be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.